We got a royal visit underway. Ooh, is that exciting or what? Prince Charles and Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, have now arrived in St. John's to begin a three-day Canadian tour that includes stops in Ottawa, also in the Northwest Territories. Now, one of the reasons to pay attention to this royal tour is just because what happened with the last royal tour that made international headlines is when Prince Charles' son, William, and his wife went on a tour of the Caribbean, and it went terribly. It was a disaster. In fact, I think one of my favorite awkward pieces of video that I have ever seen has got to be this. I'm going to play this for you. This is the Prime Minister of Jamaica, Andrew Holness, essentially firing Prince William in front of a live TV audience, basically saying, Jamaica wants to become fully independent. Thank you. Do not let the door hit you on the way out. We are moving on. And we intend to attain in short order our development goals uh, and fulfill our true ambitions as an independent, uh, developed, prosperous it's Andrew Holness, the Met Prime Minister of Jamaica. Awkward. Meanwhile, here in this country, the Prime Minister says reconciliation will form a part of the discussions Prince Charles and Camilla will engage in during their visit to Canada. But the Prime Minister avoided answering whether or not he thinks the Queen should apologize for the legacy of residential schools. How do we put this all into perspective? For that, I'm very pleased to welcome to the program Nathan Tidridge, who's Vice President of the Institute for the Study of the Crown in Canada. Nathan's a high school teacher of history, civics, and Indigenous studies in Waterdown. Welcome, Nathan. Oh, thanks for having me, Alan. Glad to be uh, here. What's what's at risk here or anything at risk for the royals, considering you know how badly that Caribbean tour went? It's such a, a quick trip. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, there are going to be some uh, meaningful and important parts on it, and that will depend on the kind of the, the people on the ground who are experiencing at that moment, particularly Indigenous uh, folks. Um, so I would pay close attention to the speeches and the statements that are made. But um, I think as far as the, the kind of the longstanding relationships and then the place of the crown within our democracy, I don't believe very much is at stake. Um, the crown is entrenched in our constitution. We're the only country in the world that's done that. And then the longstanding, the, the treaty relationships go back centuries. Um, the, the government's well aware of that, which is why I think they've only allotted a, a very short time for this visit. To limit any potential shall we call it damage? Is, is that why you think it's so short? No, I think it's actually the other way around. Uh, it, treaties are with the crown. Um, and I, I don't think what people realize is, is that um, the way in which the crown has evolved within our democracy, as within the Jamaican democracy and the other Caribbean democracies, is that it must follow the advice of its democratically elected governments. And so some of the situations that happened in the Caribbean, the one I immediately think of is... Um, uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge inspecting the military regiment in Jamaica, that would have been done at the request of the Jamaican government and the Jamaican military, right down to the Jeep, the uniform, and how everything played out. Um, the Duke and Duchess themselves would not have had much of a say in that. Their job is to uh, follow the advice of their governments. 
And so um, within the Canadian context, the government is very much in control of that relationship, re relationships established with the crown. And so um, uh, by restricting the amount of time, the, the access that Indigenous uh, people have with the crown, uh, again, is a way of exercising power over those relationships. Um, and I think um, if, uh, if more time was spent, then more meaningful dialogue and, uh, and exchange could happen. Uh, petitions, um, uh, issues that need to be brought up to the Canadian government would have been raised, which is why I think uh, we're, we're seeing this whistle-stop tour. Do you think we are in for some kind of apology or acknowledgement of residential schools from the Crown? That is a possibility. Um, I think, uh, again, it's, it's important to remember that residential school, that residential school system was brought in by the government of Canada, uh, the settler government of Canada. Uh, now, the crown, it was a participant in that, in that its symbols and the relationships that had been established centuries prior were um, eroded by the government of Canada uh, through Confederation, through the Indian Act that would allow something like the residential schools to emerge. So that is a possibility, yes. Um, the bigger question is, what is the Canadian government uh, continuing to do about that? Because they were the prime uh, movers of that institution. The crown symbols were used in it at the behest of the government of Canada. That's how our constitutional arrangement works. In a year when the royals hoped that we would be focused on the Jubilee, um, it's been a much different discussion around the world about the British royalty and the British monarchy. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if they perhaps should have seen that coming or what your feeling is on that. Well, I mean, the crown is, it's doing what it does. It's a, it's a very powerful symbol. And it's been, as far as this country's been concerned, it's been with us since the very beginning of, of settlement. And so with that, as Thomas King would say, it is changed to a lot of stories, stories of colonization, stories of systemic oppression um, and, and, and the, the, the colonial project that continues to this day. Um, I, don't, I, I think that it is not a bad thing to have a simpler, an institution that reminds us of these stories, that reminds us that Canada is an unfinished project. And so the fact that we, these things are being brought up, that is the crown doing what it is supposed to do. It is a reflection of our society, a reflection of Canadian society, but also the other societies in which it operates um, as an independent entity. So it's the Canadian crown here. It's the Jamaican crown in Jamaica. Jamaica has been independent for 60 years, and they've, they've now decided that they're not going to use that system. That's their prerogative to do. So um, I think it's functioning the way that it, it should be. And I, uh, for me, I think uh, as a teacher, uh, I'm quite happy that it's doing that because it is in a country that is designed to only look forward. It is important to have an institution that keeps us conscious of the stories that we are chained to in this country. That's the only way we can make this society that the one that we aspire it to be. Increasingly, polls show that despite overwhelming support and admiration for the Queen, that mm -hmm. there is a a growing number of people in this country who don't believe that Canada should be linked to the monarchy. Now, I understand the constitution and, and the treaties and, and how difficult that would ever be to change. Yeah. 
But do you believe that that move is only in one direction or will public sentiment change? I think it's a reflection of a few things. I mean, we live in a very different society than 1952 when the, when the queen was uh, proclaimed. Um, I also think it's a, it's a reflection of uh, Canadians by and large, we have a very poor understanding of how our democracy and how our constitutional arrangements work. Uh, I'm, we're talking in Ontario, we're the only course in the country that teaches, or the only province in the country that teaches civics to students. And we teach it poorly. We teach it as a half credit in grade 10, which will probably be forced online. There's only about four or maybe five now provinces that require Canadian history in order to get a high school diploma. And so if we don't have a foundational understanding of the institution, then what happens is we start relying on popularity polls. And that's not a good way to uh, construct a democracy. Um, you know, we have to have that foundational understanding. Uh, for the Prince of Wales personally, uh, I'm not surprised because we don't see him very much in the country. Um, and that could be by design. The Prince of Wales cannot visit Canada without an invitation by the government of Canada. And then their itinerary and the people who get to meet with them are controlled by the government of Canada. Uh, we have a figure here who's been celebrated as a great environmentalist since before it was fashionable to be an environmentalist. He's very in tune for this in this time of the climate crisis. And yet we don't, we spend more time talking about, um, you know, his personal past than we do about his, his body of work over the past 60 or 70 years, which is really in line with what a lot of Canadians are saying. But I think at the foundation of it, 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 it demonstrates our lack of understanding of what does this institution do here? What is its point here? When you understand the history and our democracy, it makes sense. But if you don't, then it doesn't. Nathan, great conversation. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. No, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. That is Nathan Tidridge, uh, Vice President of the Institute for the Study of the Crown in Canada, a high school teacher of history, civics, and Indigenous studies. I don't know if your high school civics teacher was that good or if you even took any civics or history, but that, that is interesting. You know, I, I really hadn't thought about it in that perspective when you thought about the, the bungling of the Caribbean trip. And then, you, you know, as Nathan points out, wait a second, pretty much everything is not planned by the Crown. It's not by Buckingham Palace. You know, most of that is all by the nation that invites the crown. So everything that you see the royals do when they're here in Canada, that is pretty much on the Canadian government. That is, that's who's calling the shots, puppet master.